Welcome to the Tripunks podcast. My name's Stuart and I got into triathlon uh, quite a few years ago and really I got into it as a way of, I guess, just distressing from work. I was commuting into the city, I had a busy job, I was going out the house at seven in the morning, uh, I was coming home quite late, uh, I was going to the pub after work, just doing that normal kind of executive thing. Uh, I had loads of stress and I decided that if the opportunity ever came up, I was going to take a step back and certainly try and do something more positive with that commute. I went off and I launched my own business and the sort of idea of doing something with that commuting time took a back seat. And it wasn't until uh, probably sort of late 2016 that I looked at uh, a notice board while I was in the car. I'd been, been in my own business for, for about a year at this point and I kind of remembered that I wanted to be this different human being. I wanted to have this endurance in my life. I never had it before. I used to play football, but I never had any you know, interest in swimming. Uh, I never really had any interest in cycling. And I certainly never had any interest in going on long runs. So I saw this notice board for, uh, for a sprint triathlon, um, a local one to me. And it looked amazing. It was at a castle that I often go for a walk with around, with the family uh, on a Sunday afternoon. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And for me, the, it was, the sprint distance was completely insurmountable. It was a huge challenge. Um, I hadn't even got a bike at this point. Uh, I couldn't remember the last time I'd run any great distance. And swimming, well, you know, let's just say for me, the best swimming I could do was breaststroke at the time. Uh, and even then, it was probably debatable whether a qualified swimmer would class it as, as breaststroke. But anyway, I, I decided to give it a go. I, I signed up and I started training really badly as it goes. Uh, I remember being in the swimming pool at the, the gym and one of my friends who actually did triathlon at the time came up to me. And he must have thought, what a knobhead, because I was literally doing breaststroke up and down, trying to time myself. It must have been so slow. And I think this guy was like, what the hell are you doing? When I kind of ignored him and carried on trying to see how long it would take me to do my 750 meters in. Right. So let's start with some of those things that I learned on that first race, because I'm not joking. It was absolutely mental um, how badly prepared I was for this because I hadn't I didn't know any better. So I bought a bike from Decathlon about two weeks before the race. I'd never been on a road bike in my life. Uh, it's probably been about 15 years since I've been on a mountain bike. So I bought this bike. I hadn't got a clue how to set it up really. So I fudged it looking at some YouTube videos. And I got my wife to take me to the route where uh, I knew this bike leg was going to take place. So she dropped me off in the car park. It's obviously 20 kilometers. I had no concept of how long 20 kilometers was going to take. So I think I told her, because she parks in a pub car park, uh, go in there with the kids and, you know, have a, have a drink and I'll be about half an hour. So I, I, I set off. This is the first ride on this bike. I, I mean, I've never really used gears before. I just, I've got no clue. Um, and I didn't even, I had my mobile phone Um tracking me uh, at this point so obviously I, I figured out that everything needed to be on Strava um, so I did the bike route loop I came back and my wife wasn't very pleased with me 
and uh, and I didn't understand why until I pulled my phone out and realised I'd been gone about an hour and a half. Um, it was just insane. Um, one of the things I realised uh, much later uh, was that actually I was riding on tyres that were 40 psi. Uh, they should have been about 80 to 100 psi. Why were they 40 psi? Well, simply because that's what I put in the car, and that's that's what I put in the bike. Um, again, just absolutely clueless. I will also say at this point, you need to make sure you've got the support of your family or your partner um, right from the outset. It's going to make life so much easier. Uh, believe me, I've learned the hard way uh, because you know you do end up spending quite a bit of time training. And not just while you're training, you know, you can be tired after a session, you know, you, you, you know, might be asked to be doing stuff around the house or go out with the family. And, you know, you can do all of this absolutely, but you just need to actually make sure right from the outset, your partner is on board and, and you're communicating what you're up to. It's going to make everything so much smoother for you. Trust me. So that was that. Um, the other thing that I remember is that first run that I went for, you know, leading up to my first race. I set off, and I used to be—I used to think I was quite fit playing football, but you know, when I look back, I, I was more often than not hungover, and my warm-up consisted of kicking a few balls at the goal and probably having a couple of B and H before um, before the kickoff. So probably not that fit in reality. Um, especially once I'd lost all that kind of like youthful uh, exuberance that that we, that we all have. Um, I set off my for my run. I didn't really know what to expect, but what I didn't expect was after about five minutes to be absolutely blowing out my backside and, you know, having to walk back home. It was a really, really like levelling experience for me. Um, I thought I'd be out for about half an hour. It was then I realised that, oh my God, you, you've got some work ahead of you here. Um, so again, I didn't have the benefit of a triathlon club at this point. So what did I do? I just kept trying to increase the, um, the, the kilometres every time that I went out. And, you know, I got there. It took, it, actually looking back now, I can see that it took me probably a good couple of years to build up any level of proper run fitness from the point that I was at. And that was because I just didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I hadn't really researched running. I hadn't really done anything. I went in, I used to go knock out a few park runs as part of the, the process. And again, I had it in my head that I always had to be full gas, trying to like beat my personal best. Absolutely clueless, no concept of, of, of training whatsoever. Um, but we live and learn. Uh, I eventually got to race day and that was an amazing experience. You know, actually, um, before that, I actually remember um, the triathlon was, this doesn't happen anymore. It's Leeds Castle Triathlon in Kent. And you were able, like a few days before, to go and swim the moat of the castle. This is where the race took place. Amazing. Getting to swim in a, in a, in a moat around a castle. So... I turned up with my wetsuit and again, my wetsuit was just something that I hadn't really researched too heavily. Um, it was cheap. Uh, I bought it brand new. It looked like everybody else's. I took it. I was breaststroking in it. Um, it was uh, it was a really horrible experience to, to breaststroke in this wetsuit. Let me tell you, it really wore me out. It was like basically doing, um, you know, those like uh, chest expanders with the springs that you see in the cartoons. I kind of guess it had the same impact as that, uh, doing that for, around this lake. 
So I got around it and you know, I just didn't, I really just enjoyed the experience. It was, it was so much fun. But uh, come race day, you know, I'm just a bag of nerves. Uh, I've never done this before. Um, I'm rocking up to transition with all my kit. I've, you know, I must have packed it and repacked it about eight times the night before. I didn't really sleep. I got up super early and uh, made my way over there. Um, got to the the briefing and guess what? Non wetsuit. The water was too warm. I mean, you know, for me, everybody else around me is freaking out because like triathletes don't like non wetsuit swims. So I managed to get the swim done. And uh, let's be honest, it wasn't pretty at all. Uh, just because of I, I my my I had no technique. I had no swim game. I came out of the water absolutely knackered. Um, I didn't really know where my bike was when I came out because I had failed to check. So top tip, you know, when you get into transition, make sure you know where your bike is in regards to the swim in and the run out, uh, or the bike out rather. Uh, so got my bike, got my helmet on, got on the course, and it felt like everybody was overtaking me. There were people on mountain bikes overtaking me. But I got the bike ride done and I got on the run. And again, I had massive jelly legs. Uh, but I thought, do you know what? I've done two thirds of this race now. I've just got this run to finish. And it was quite a hilly course. And I cramped up a couple of times. Um, and I, but I just remember there was one point on this course where you've got a really lovely view of the castle over all of the fields. And I'm just smiling to myself. I could just feel it. I was thinking, this is absolutely awesome. You know, I'm doing it. I've wanted to do this triathlon for so long. And here I am. I'm actually doing it, which was just a fantastic experience. And, you know, brought home to me what it was all about. I got to the finish line, I crossed the line. And my God, I just felt great. And I knew it then it's planted the seed because I was already thinking, do you know what? I could absolutely come back here next year and, and smash this. And that's when I joined the Tri Club um, and started to take my training a bit more seriously. So anyway, I've learned quite a few lessons along the way and, you know, hopefully I'll be able to share them with you. Fast forward, uh, I've actually managed to qualify for age group level triathlon at middle distance. Uh, I've got some reasonably good times uh, for, for, for those distances. Uh, and I've been structured training now for, for quite a few years. Uh, and I've taken my British Triathlon coaching badges, and I'm also taking some coaching qualifications uh, through Ironman and, and also Training Peaks. So I've built this platform uh, because I want to share with you um, how I've managed to um, develop as a triathlete. And I think having looked at a lot of the coaching platforms out there, a lot of people, it's assumed that you've got some level of base fitness from one of the disciplines, or you've come from one of the disciplines, or you've been a triathlete and you're coming back to triathlon well I, I've seen it from the other side of that fence where you've got no interest in triathlon at all and you kind of fall into the sport so I want to kind of start there and try and help people like me um, you know who really need that support from a, a really beginner level I want to just try and you know help you get as good as you can as quickly as you can you're gonna have a lot of challenges along the way there are going to be a lot of things to overcome uh, but nothing's insurmountable you know, as long as you check your ego, you're prepared to listen, you're prepared to fail, and when you fail, you're prepared to learn the lessons of that failure, you're going to be absolutely fine. So today I just want to touch on 
how do I even start triathlon training? It might seem like a crazy question to ask, but actually, you know, we've all been there and, you know, we, we all actually have to start somewhere. Um, one of the first things that I realized, probably too late actually, was that the easiest thing to, to get into triathlon training was to seek out my local club. Um, I joined Ocean Lake Triathlon. I knew a, people, a couple of people in the club. And to be honest with you, I just left it a little bit late uh, in my in, in my journey. I, I could have probably benefited so much quicker uh, from being in a club. My perception was that everybody in the club is this super fit triathlete who they all know what they're doing. And, you know, I'm going to be a hindrance. I'm, I'm going to be embarrassing myself, turning up to training, knowing nothing. And you know what? I couldn't have been any more wrong. Actually, it was just full of like-minded people. And the people that were experienced, all they wanted to do is actually help. I've made some great friends in the club. And the one thing that actually about the triathlon community that um, I, I still amazes me, actually, is that just how you know friendly people are. Um, if you are new to triathlon, you know, you'll never need to ask a triathlete to, to, to give you advice. It's, it's all there for you. And people love talking about triathlon training. And, you know, to the point where you probably actually want to step back from it at some point and, and not listen to it. However, you know, if you are just starting out, get into a club. few reasons. Number one, there's some structured training in there. And everybody that is a coach will be a BTF affiliated coach. So British Triathlon actually have a club finder on their website. So you can head over to BritishTriathlon.org and use the club search function, uh, find your nearest club. Bite the bullet, do it. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do. And, you know, you'll actually make some great mates and, you know, they really will help you with the fundamental um, techniques that you need, especially swimming, um, running, and, my God, cycling and clipping pedals i learned some lessons in those early days of club rides uh you know thankfully i had some people around me things like fixing a puncher i hadn't got a clue how to do that you know but actually in the safety of my triathlon club uh when i did get a first my first few punchers there were plenty of people who were you know first and foremost let's have it right there to take a photograph and take the piss out of you on social media uh, but once they'd done that, they were actually prepared to roll up their sleeves and, and kind of help me change change my tyre over. So that was, that's really cool. The second thing um, with, with training is, is the swimming. Uh, if you haven't come from a swimming background, it's obviously the most technical part of triathlon. It was my weakest element. Uh, I was really uncomfortable in the water and... You know, thankfully, um, Ocean Lake had a really cool um, Thursday night swim session uh, where the, the guys were really patient. Um, the, the coaches there, they actually helped me learn to do front crawl. You know, and I'm talking, you know, I was in my late 30s when I learned to, to do um, front crawl and I actually really enjoyed the process. Uh, you know, I still have to put a lot of work in now. Um, you know, I probably put three sessions a week in to, to make sure that I, I, I keep progressing and progress is slow but you know whereas I used to get out of the water blowing out my backside now I get out really fresh uh, you know and it sets me up for a for a good rest of an event the other thing that I did look at was uh, swim smooth uh, so a lot of British triathlon uh, is is basically used the swim smooth technique which is really good there's loads of great resources online YouTube videos uh, obviously there's the swim smooth book I recommend you get a copy of that but 
you can't see yourself swimming. You know, so actually going to a local session, it could be a master swim session that your local swimming club run. It could be your triathlon club. Having somebody on poolside, on deck, looking at you is the quickest way that you're going to iron out any of your bad habits uh, and mistakes because it's very easy to do drills. It's very easy to do them wrong. And it's really good having that second pair of eyes, just watching what you're doing. And that will help you speed up exponentially. You know, so I thoroughly recommend you do that. Cycling. You can compete on, in triathlon on any bike you like. Uh, you know, actually, when I was out in Chantilly uh, with Castle Triathlon Series, uh, we had somebody that was on, you know, the, the equivalent of a Boris bike uh, doing a, a triathlon out there. Uh, it looked like quite hard work, especially going up the hills, but uh, they managed to do it. And, you know, I've seen people on mountain bikes. I've seen, you know, all sorts of things. You know, we've even seen visually impaired athletes uh, doing it on um, a tandem bicycle with with, with, with somebody um, helping them. Amazing. You know, those guys are absolute legends. So if you don't ride or you haven't, you know, got a bike, use what, you've, what you can get hold of. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a, a brand new expensive bike. Uh, especially if you're trying to learn to use a, a race bike or a tri bike and get on the drops, you're probably going to come off uh, maybe once or twice. It's just it's a it's a quick learning curve, so you, you don't tend to do it um, too often after that. But what I start off doing is sort of short, safe rides. Have a look for um, you know quiet roads. Think about the time of day that you go out. Always make sure you tell somebody where you're going. And better still, if you can go out with somebody else, you do it. Uh, you know, it's always good to have some company. I would definitely invest in a turbo trainer. I mean, you can get a, a, a magnetic version from Halfords for like 50 quid. Uh, or, you know, you can get up to sort of the £1,200 mark. Um, I got the top end during lockdown. Uh, I paid top whack for it. Um, but I'm using this thing, you know, pretty much all the time and I hook it up to a training app called Zwift. Uh, but before you kind of go down that rabbit hole, you, know, you really need to think about what you what you need on the bike. So pedaling efficiency, you know, obviously balance is critical. Build your endurance up and then worry about your power. In any triathlon, you're going to be on the bike for the longest part of the race. So this is where you can get the most gains from your training quite quickly. Um, you know, but again, beware, if you go too hard during that bike leg, it's going to make that run even harder. And, you know, if you've overcooked it on the bike, you can actually, you know, end up walking on your run and you're going to lose loads of time. It's going to be a really horrible experience. So what we want is we want a really good swim. We want a really good bike where it's measured, you know, so we're, we're working uh, we've, we've, at the best of our ability, but we've got capacity to run when we get off that bike and, and run well. I'd also invest in a cheap heart rate monitor if you haven't got one. Um, I think it's a brilliant training aid. Uh, obviously, you can get power pedals and you get all other th things, but you know, actually, I think uh, the heart rate monitor will at least show you what zones you're operating in. Um, and if you come and test out the free plan with us, or you know, you actually come and join our our, our coaching platform, you know, we'll do more about heart rate zones and how you can train with them, and we'll probably do a podcast episode a bit later on to to go into a bit more depth about that. It's for another time. It's not not for right now, but yeah, the best advice really is just to go get comfortable on your bike, um, learn to kind of balance with it. And if you are going to spend any money on the bike, the first thing I would actually do is recommend you get a bike fit. 
it just makes life so much easier and it's going to save you injuries uh it's going to save you it's going to save you watts and create watts uh but mainly for you know if you're just starting out if you don't have a bike fit and you don't know you know roughly where you should be you can cause yourself all sorts of problems so you know just get a professional to to do it you can find some uh, guides on the the internet and youtube videos um, I've tried those. I, I've messed around like for hours getting a position right, and you know what? For the money it cost me later on down the line, when I when I eventually have had a bike fit, uh, it's it's actually worth every penny. You feel so much more comfortable, and and kind of like the bike seems to fit you more like a glove afterwards. Yeah, definitely worth investing in that. There are many types of bike fits. Um, I've recently just had an aero bike fit um, with George Fox. That was a really good experience. Um, and that's a really aggressive position, but I've been training long enough and doing enough triathlons now to to warrant me having that position. You, know, you might actually be perfectly fine going to your local, local bike shop and just getting a, a fit done, which is comfortable. You know, that's the key at this stage of the game. Triathlon running. Um, running off the bike is a great experience if you've never done it before. Um, you're going to have jelly legs. Uh, it's a really weird sensation, but you have to just have to remember, actually, after 500 meters to maybe a kilometer, that sensation will go and your legs will come back to feeling like your legs again. One of the things I think um, people don't do enough of is they don't train to run off the bike during the off-season or leading up to races. And it's worth doing. You know, So after you've had a hard turbo session, just get off the bike and have a little jog. Don't need to, it doesn't need to be super fast. It doesn't need to be super long. Just go and experience the jelly legs so you know what you're dealing with on race day. I think for me, the, the run has been something that has, I've, I've really managed to improve. Uh, I didn't really rate myself as a runner. I, I still don't, if I'm honest. Um, but actually, my run has improved you know, dramatically. And it only started to improve when I started to run slower. And this seems absolutely mad as a concept, but when you're building endurance up, I've been running to a heart, certain heart rate. It's been kind of capped. And as I have got um, fitter and my endurance has got better, that pace has increased for the same heart rate. Now, what that has done is it's actually made me, um, it's, it's brought my pace up for my other zones. I'm starting to get a bit technical now, so I'm going to back it off there because we were trying to talk no nonsense. But basically, running slower will make you faster. There's lots of different techniques for this, and there's lots of different names for it. But the one thing that I, I think you do need to put in there is speed work and strength work. So once a week, uh, I, I would recommend doing some intervals. If you can get to a local track, brilliant. You, if you've joined that tri club, you know these guys actually might once a week put in a session where they work on intervals. Uh, sometimes it's sort of like 400s or 800s. Absolutely fine. You know, it's just pushing you at that top end. Um, you know, they'll they'll explain the rationale behind it when when you're there doing the session. But if you're on your own, you can still do that. I mean, again, in the um, training plan, we will uh, look at you know incorporating some speed work in there. Um, but as you're starting out. Just build the miles up slowly. You know, there's a rule of thumb in terms of distance, and it's don't really add more than 10% on each week. You don't want to increase the load because the running aspect of triathlon training is where you can potentially um, 
caused the most damage from an injury perspective. Uh, that's another good reason for running in zone two or running slowly. Uh, you reduce that risk of injury greatly. You reduce the risk of injury greatly because you're um, you, you're not pushing your body to its limits all the time. Moving on, uh, structured training really is the place that you go next. So after you've kind of experimented and got comfortable with each of the disciplines, uh, get a training plan. Really simple. Um, obviously, yeah, we're massive advocates of structured training here uh, and, and whatnot. But when I started out, I literally had a PDF plan. And you know what? That PDF plan was free and it was better than anything I'd been training with before. Uh, it was because it was structured. It had some theory and philosophy behind it that was trying to take me to a particular place if I did all of the sessions. It really helped me structure my time more than anything else, which was, was, was really good because whereas before I was just doing bits and bobs as and when I felt like it, this gave me some real structure. Um, and it meant I was able to space my workouts a bit more correctly. It meant that I was able to um, do the correct sort of um, effort level uh, on a certain day. So I might have a hard day and then you know my plan would back it off for me the next day. Uh, so it's a really great you know, way to get into training and actually start to take myself a bit more seriously. I started to see some more results. Um, I actually used one of the more popular uh, coaching platforms um, out there. Um, it was just structured training at the end of the day, um, you know, although it was delivered uh, in, a, in a slightly cooler format. Um, but, you know, I have to say, you know, it really helped me start to understand things. With triathlon training, um, there's so much information to digest as you get going and a lot of it you'll absorb but also quite a lot of it you'll just kind of like wash over your head and it isn't until you kind of get a bit further into your journey you start to understand things. Um, I've really started to understand training with power, I really started to understand heart rate training once I started following a structured training plan. Um, Again, nutrition, I started to understand how to fuel for race day and actually execute um, a race day plan, uh, execute my nutrition plan. It's all part of the journey, you know, so don't be worried that you, you don't have to digest it all at once. You know, allow yourself to take a step back and just, you know, let it come as and when it comes to you and you'll digest it. The sort of final step from, from, from missing getting into triathlon training is to obviously taking the coaching plunge. So I, I've been a coached athlete now for a few years. Um, all sorts, you can have a one-to-one -one coaching relationship, you can go to a platform, you can um, you know have a coach where you know they set your plan for you and they tailor it and they get in touch with you once a month. Um, it doesn't really matter, you know, it, it, whatever suits your budget at the end of the day. But what you should get is you get somebody that's actually looking at your data, looking at how you're performing and adjusting your plan. They're not building you a plan, you know, like with the structure training, you might get a six month plan or, you know, whatever the time scale is. It doesn't flex. It doesn't adjust to you. And with coaching, that's the major benefit. That plan is tailored for you. And it adjusts and adapts with you. So if you change your race, your plan can change. Uh, if you feel like you've kind of like burnt out, uh, your coach could tell you to back off. And again, your plan will change. 
if you're not making progress and you're smashing all those workouts, your coach can ramp it up for you. You know, that is the absolute benefit of having a coach. It's somebody that understands you or understands your training and is adapting your training sessions to pull the best out of you come race day. So when you hit that race line, you should be just off the back of your peak and in the best possible shape to race. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, I hope that's been of some use to you. You know, I think the major thing really is that with with the coaching, um, just enjoy all of your training. You know, you, you're doing this for fun. Enjoy it. Embrace it. And even when it's a hard session, you know, just know you can do it and you're going to get through it. And after you've finished it, you're going to feel amazing. And when you line up at that first race of the season or your next race of the season uh, and you've got a good block of training behind you, you're going to feel absolutely awesome on that start line and you're going to feel prepared and ready to take it on. That's it from me. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take it easy.